Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So yesterday, Thursday, we found out that Steph Curry, with his shoulder injury, is going to be reevaluated in a couple weeks, and uh, he doesn't need surgery as of now, and that's positive. You know, that's a positive from some of these sports medicine doctors that tweet about the stuff and who, you know, do YouTube videos about uh, injuries and everything, uh, especially uh, in street clothes. They talked about how this is kind of a normal injury. It's good that he doesn't need surgery yet, but it's also an injury that when you mention somebody like Paul George having something similar, you want to be cautious about it because you don't want it to linger. You don't want him to rush back and then have it be aggravated, have it be something where he has to get surgery in the middle of the season. You don't want to bring him back too soon, right? So uh, to me, if he gets reevaluated in a couple of weeks, I mean, this team has always been about airing on the side of caution, like an abundance of caution as they should, especially with their Hall of Fame all-time player, I think that uh, he's going to be out at least a month, it seems like. you know, Some people say that this is kind of a three- to four-week injury anyway. But if he's out for a month, you know, <laughs> then maybe he's out even a little bit longer because of all of those precautions. But just looking at the situation now, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. Uh, the Warriors, they are one game under 500. they They're playing the Sixers this evening and it's going to be an interesting test you know i'm hoping that the sixers knowing that staff is out that they're going to maybe you know take the foot off the gas and give the the warriors an opening to try to steal one here but it's going to be rough goings on this road trip i said it would have been nice to have packed away some wins you know, instead of being one game under 500. Yes, I understand that it's a long season, but hey, I would rather have them be five games over 500 right now than one game under. That being said, you know, this road trip, we knew it was going to be rough and it continues. No one's going to feel sorry for the Warriors. <laughs> they didn't in 2019. They didn't in 2020, 2021. They're going to keep coming after them. You, know, you look at the Warriors schedule and, you know, this road trip again continues with Philly and then Toronto, the Knicks, and then the Nets. And then it's Christmas and you get the Memphis Grizzlies on Christmas Day, primetime game. And that's going to be really, really intense. But then after that, the Warriors are at home for a series of games and that takes you to January 10th. You know, that being said, uh, there's a lot of unknowns here, but if you're a true longtime Warriors fan, there's a lot of intrigue here. You know, there's a lot, a lot of curiosity here. And <laughs> let's see what we got with these young dudes, right? The Warriors, they recalled James Wiseman and Ryan Rollins from the G League. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was already on this road trip. So, all the rookies, the young dudes, the lotto picks, they're all traveling with the team now. They're not necessarily all going to get a ton of playing time, you know, because you still have Draymond, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney out there. And I think I read a report that 
Draymond might not play in this Philly game. So that's another thing. But this team has pride. This team has culture. And it's going to be an interesting road in the sense that let's let's see the progress. You know, like we're not expecting, at least I'm not expecting to blow through these games when Steph is gone and have a great record. I mean, that's just an obvious fact. So, hey, if they end up surprising, all the more better. But if you go in with those expectations and go in with the goal of seeing these young guys really, really take shape, really, really get uh, away in the sense of using Steph as uh, just like the the fail safe, right, where it's on their shoulders to help this team win, then that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm always hoping for. This isn't like in 2019 when Clay was already injured and Steph broke his hand and there was like nobody on the roster that you really cared about. I didn't care about D'Angelo Russell. He was not a winning player. You know, you had uh, a rookie, Eric Paschal. You had a rookie, Jordan Poole, who was not very good as a rookie. And so it was just a bad team. But this team has, you know, young guys like Jonathan Kamanga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman, PBJ, Ryan Rollins. Again, they're not going to win you a ton of games right off the bat, but bear with and ride it out. Because to me, this is a golden opportunity to get these guys reps, to have them flourish. This is a chance to uh, see how they can really, really, really affect a game without relying on Steph Curry. Plain and simple. You know, it's not ideal. It's not what I would want. Obviously, I would want Steph in these games and performing and, you know, chasing an MVP and trying to uh, get this team right but that's not the hand we're dealt right now so you know i've always talked about the homegrown talent the young dudes and giving them an opportunity and hopefully when they get a chance they can take advantage of it but you know look at it right talked about moses moody after the previous game and he's somebody who hasn't cracked the rotation he gets an opportunity now because just everybody in that guard depth chart gets moved up and you know, Kerr was rolling out Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome out there because he was trying to win games with guys who were maybe more solid. I think it's kind of like ridiculous that in the previous game that there was a lineup that just blew like a 10 point lead that had Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome on the court over Kaminga and uh, Moody. But hey, it is what it is. But I think at this point, it's like Moody better either earn his way past those guys or Kerr should put him out there because you have to let him go. This is an opportunity. Like if you're not going to win a ton of these games, this is a prime chance to get those guys real NBA minutes in the middle of a season. You know, that's just it. And hopefully Moody does some of the things that Kerr's wanted him to do more. It's been talked about that he's looked good in, in shoot arounds and practice, whatever. And allow him to move up the depth chart, plain and simple, right? This is his chance. Jonathan Kaminga, obviously he's been looking good, been talking about that for so long, and he gets even more responsibility, you know? He'll get some spot starts in this stretch of games when Steph is out, and, you know, we'll see what the rotations are. Tante DiVincenzo looks great, you know? 
that's another dude who is young but is a vet. Obviously, he's not Steph, but that's another guy. Again, you're not stuck with like bad players. It's not like Brad Wanamaker is filling in as your starting point guard or anything like that. To me, there's purpose in these next few weeks. You know, the purpose is to get some run for these dudes. And who knows? You know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that if and when Steph comes back fully healthy, all of a sudden you have these young dudes who are now ready to help you win. Kaminga was already there. He's been there for a couple of weeks now. And Moody, maybe was getting close. And then Wiseman, we've talked about how good he's looked in the G League. You know, it's funny because when Wiseman was a rookie, I remember thinking like, oh, I want to see how he performs against the best centers in the league. And I was really curious to see how he performed against uh, Joel Embiid. And they didn't play his rookie year. And so this is the first chance that he gets to play against Joel Embiid. And, you know, I'm a Wiseman believer, you know, and he's been looking good in the G League. But it's a big step up from going from Jay Huff of the South Bay Lakers to Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. So uh, I know it just won't be all on him. I don't think he's going to get the starting nod, of course, but it will be an opportunity for him to, to, to show out. I do think that the plan was to slow play Wiseman a little bit longer originally when Steph was still healthy and then have him come in on that long homestand for extra time in the G League and also so he wouldn't get blamed for a bunch of losses on this road trip. But all that's out the window. It's like you need bodies and you have an opportunity and you have a chance to run these guys out there. Let's do it. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And hopefully we get Andrew Wiggins back soon. You know, I think that's obviously a big deal. And <laughs> all season long, I've been saying he's been the Warriors' second best, second most consistent player this season. And I guess by default, that all of a sudden makes him the Warriors' best player <laughs> uh, right now. But it will be definitely by committee. And this is Clay's chance to, he'll get more shots. And he'll get more of a chance to take a leadership role on this team night in, night out. And then also, of course, Jordan Poole, who's had a couple of bad games. Hopefully he can write the ship. And then, you know, you think about last season when Steph went out with the, uh, the foot injury after Marcus Smart rolled on his foot. And the Warriors played decently, right? They were kind of iffy for a while. And then Jordan Poole had a breakout month before the playoffs. I know it's a different situation. It's a different spot, but those guys are still there. And obviously I think it's too early to write off the season. Warriors fans, you know, a lot of them might be bemoaning this team and its fortunes 
as of late. But like I said, if you're a long-time fan, a long-term fan from the past and into the future, you have to be really, really interested in seeing how these guys play out. Like, don't get me wrong. If it were like, you know, sorry to bring up Brad Wanamaker all the time, but if it was like random dudes like Wanamaker, Ubre, or you know, smile geach out there, then maybe the, the interest wanes a little bit. But, you know, there are these top level prospects that, okay, let's see how good you are. You know, even Rollins and Baldwin, they'd been showing out in the G League. Again, it's the G League, but hey, that's some progress for those dudes. And Rollins even had a triple double down there. So it's not anything that the Warriors wanted. It's not anything that any of us wanted, but it ain't over, of course. There's a uphill battle to be fought, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. You know, it's not going to be all uh, sunshine and rainbows and stuff. It's going to be rough for a while, especially when, you know, people, they're already gunning for the Warriors, but when they see them down, just like in the Daniels between finals appearances, uh, people are going to be coming after them. So, uh, you know, it's next man up. And let's see. Let's see if these guys can truly develop into a strength in numbers type team. You know, we talk about how the Warriors don't have Gary Payton II and Otto Porter Jr. And, you know, even guys like JTA and Damian Lee. But I will just say to remind you that Gary Payton II has not played a game for the Blazers yet. He'll be coming back soon, I think. But hypothetically, like that could have been the Warriors scenario, right? And then Otto Porter Jr., he's only played eight games. He's had some injury issues, and that was something that followed him when the Warriors signed him last year. And again, not knocking these dudes. I'd love to have the versions of them from last season, but these are things that could have happened to them as well here. And then once Scott Anderson, he's only played 14 games for a bad to maybe starting to be mediocre Lakers team and he's had injury issues but also he just hasn't played much like the one guy who's had a huge effect so far on his team is Damian Lee he's looked good and he's been healthy so you know wouldn't mind having some of his shots and some of his veteran acumen and just role player like chutzpah you know what I mean but it wouldn't be all fine and dandy if uh, everybody was still back here and again who's to say you know some of those injuries might not have been as bad but like not knowing the specifics of it it feels like you know gpt would have been out and yeah who knows who knows whatever happened to auto porters jr might not have happened on the warriors but just saying just saying anyway that's not a huge point of contention but like this is an opportunity a very very big opportunity this is an opportunity for every single dude on the team to kind of step up and I talked about the young dudes, but it's also about the vets. I mean, I'm personally excited. I'm anxious, but uh, it's going to be a fun ride. I don't know. That's just me. You know, is it Wiseman season? Who knows? Hey, you know, everybody says Wiseman could not play with Steph. Guess what? Steph's not there. So maybe he can figure out how to make a difference on this team. You know, sure, they'll still be running the same offense, but. Uh, maybe there's tweaks to it that Steve Kerr can add to accommodate Wiseman or Wiseman just has learned in the G League to do the simple things that they've always needed him to do. Be a big body in the lane, rebound, block shots, change shots, uh, lobs, putbacks, all that stuff. The simple things. Maybe he's done that and it looks like he has. 
you know, I've talked about how he looks more intentional about what he's doing. He's not just kind of lollygagging and, and uh, playing some random game. It's like he's very focused. So that's what they need from him. And uh, I look forward to seeing that, you know, fingers crossed for him against Joel Embiid in any of those minutes because uh, he'll have to get those. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see where we go. All right. That's all I got from now. See you after the Sixers game. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on apple podcasts that would be hugely hugely appreciated and it would be very very helpful thanks that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs (laughs) 